0: Again, there, everyone, and welcome into the Adam Jones podcast from the Baltimore Banner, thebaltimorebanner.com. I'm of course Jerry Coleman. He, of course, is Adam Jones, the former five-time MLB All-Star. Today, in episode number nine, AJ will be joined by former Orioles GM Dan Duquette on the show as uh, the Orioles come home from the winter meetings with a good suntan. Not much else in terms of marquee names. Adam and I, speaking of baseball, we're going to talk about the debate. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to debate the absurdity of these long-term contracts. More have been given out during this offseason. They never seem to work. The Ravens, plenty to discuss about the purple and black as they continue their AFC North tour with a short week and a question about quarterback. They did gain a running back, and that's the strength of that team. Adam will ran about things. Well, getting out of control on Twitter, when are they not? But we have some people out there trying to be first instead of being right. Uh, Pay attention, John Heyman. We may mention your name a little later. More on Adam's travels as he is in Qatar for the World Cup. That's coming up after another exotic trip he took. He'll discuss that. We'll salute our Baltimore Banner Varsity Athlete of the Week. Love that shirt. Plus, we'll deliver and react to our best social media correspondences and our socially speaking portion. As always, we're brought to you by our friends at Jack Daniels. There's lots of ways to make whiskey. There's only one way to make Jack Daniels. Make it count. Please drink responsibly, Jack Daniels. Also, Be More Around Town. They have the ultimate all-inclusive pregame purple tailgate experience before every home and away game. Boy, did they take over Pittsburgh. Head to BeMoreAroundTown.com and learn more. And the good folks at the Wyman Company, always thanks to Dennis Wyman for his support g leaf medical cannabis hit GLeaf.com. like i said hit medical cannabis <laughs> is for qualified maryland patients only a reminder if you guys are enjoying this podcast check out the baltimore <laughs> banner at the baltimorebanner.com they have a special they cover the orioles the ravens the Terps, and of course the entire baltimore region as far as news goes but for our listeners there is a one dollar six months digital access special All you need to do is go to TheBaltimoreBanner.com slash AJ. That's TheBaltimoreBanner.com slash AJ. Six months for just a buck. All right, let's begin with our featured guests. We are lucky enough and gracious enough to catch up with the former Orioles VP and executive (laughs) VP of uh, operations, GM. He had so many titles. He is the one and only Dan Duquette. Dan, appreciate you taking the time. I got to ask you. First of all, great to catch up with you and see you. But likewise,
1: good to see you guys.
0: Now, I did it when, when I heard that you were going to be our guest this week from a little birdie. I was thinking, why would Dan Duquette want to come on with Adam Jones? Here's a guy <laughs> who declined to be <laughs> traded by you during his final season in Baltimore. And I got to know how much did that tick you <clears> off <throat> when you told him he was being traded to the Phillies, and he said no
1: well no I, I, I first of all adam jones and i go way 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 back okay and see a, a, a adam is an aficionado of amherst and, and that's why i have it in the background you see that adam? yeah yeah i see that i see Adam's that father-in-law gene was a great great football player at amherst and uh, one of my favorite pictures that i have is a picture of gene at homecoming and then, uh, of course, Adam and I, I have a picture of Adam at the uh, Gold Glove Awards ceremony, right? When uh, mm-hmm. Manny and Adam and J.J. Hardy, they all got their gold gloves. But anyway, like uh, as far as like Adam rejecting the trade to uh, Philadelphia, uh, I-, I thought it was a pretty good deal, but Adam wanted to stay. He, he had earned the right to stay on the basis of uh, – Five years, uh, 10 years experience in five years. So uh, it was really up to him whether he wanted to uh, go or stay. That was a personal choice he made. Um, You know, we tried to make him comfortable and his family comfortable and going up the road to Philly. And those guys in Philly, they liked him. Obviously, they had him in Baltimore, right? But Adam chose to stay. So that's, that's the way it goes.
0: Yeah, there was a presumption that you guys were all ticked off behind the scenes and would never speak to him again.
1: Again, well, that, obviously coincidence that's coincidence. not true, Jerry. No, <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> obviously that's that's what happens not when true. you assume.
1: So anyway, the um, how you doing, Adam?
2: I'm always good. You know, I'm out traveling the world and just enjoying the entire
1: life and
2: uh, uh, just living. Um, I wanted to tell a funny story, and <laughs> you know I, no one knew this. No one knows this. I think you know it, and only people that were in my batting cage group know this every day you'd come for some odd reason i don't know why you came during my group out of the right field tunnel every single day and every time during my group when you came the entire walk you'd be dodging balls (laughs) because i said if anybody can hit you i give them a thousand dollars so everybody everybody in that whole round right before you got to the dugout would be inside out and the hell out of balls trying to get you. And our best year was when it was me, Cruz... And uh one other hit one other guy, me Cruz, and one other hitter, and we just had such good back control, and we was trying to
1: pelt you so bad. And So accepted. you had a you had a bounty on the GM. had a bounty on the, the GM. The, the, the guy that gave me the long term contract, the eighty five million dollar contract. Yeah. But anyway, you know that actually that's good fundamentals, man. That's why you had such yes. a great year because you was hitting the ball the other way like you were supposed to.
2: Stay inside the ball. You see <laughs> that, hey, that, look at him, go the other way. You still, <laughs> So no
0: one no. ever won a thousand? No one ever hit
2: him. Nobody ever got him. You start you realizing, start hey, spring training too, because you'd enter through the fence. Yeah, so we was like, okay, I
1: come through. I come through right same here. thing.
2: Hey, as soon as hey, thousand dollars if you get him. <laughs> like just start yeah, I don't at think
1: anybody them. ever came close, man.
2: No, we was aiming huh? for you, but it, it turned into some really good swings. So you know, I mean, it's always a practice.
1: <laughs> that, 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 um, that that that's a good way to start VP.
2: <laughs> is it um, with with free agency the winter meetings just ending? As a GM, obviously, and, and a. Multiple teams. How do you approach the winter meetings, especially with your agenda, opposed to what you can actually and what is actually accomplished at the winter meetings?
1: Well, you know the 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 thing with the winter meetings, right? That's uh, that's the marquee event of the off season, right? And you got to have your plan going into the off season before you get to the winter meetings. The winter meetings is kind of a culmination of the free agent market, right? Uh, a lot of times the markets don't go and the players aren't signed right at the winter meetings. But, um, you know, if you're in a major market, right, if you're in Boston, New York, L.A., you want to do something that gets the attention of your fans while you're down there. Actually, if you're in any market and, you, you know, you want to be organized going in there. But, you know, I think the best way to go into the offseason is, one, identify the holes you have in your lineup. Uh, uh, on your team, and then figure out the ranking of the players that you have in free agency, and then to call out the list based upon, you know, the information you get, the, the your talks with the agents, the guys that uh, show some interest in you, and and players that would fill the holes on your roster, or uh, opportunities that you could give to players to come to your place. You got to You got to identify those, identify all those ahead of time, and then just just put them right in order and go go right down the list. But you got to know who you like and then, you know, it's kind of like dating, right? You got to go out and you got to do the first date and, you know, then you got to go do the first dance and then you go out to dinner. But, you know, by the time you get to the winter meetings, uh, you, you should be out to dinner and, and uh, you know, matched up with some of the people that you want to sign and add to your ball club for the, for the coming year. And then, I, I, you know, I'm a big proponent of that uh, Rule 5 draft, right? You ought to be taking somebody in that Rule 5 draft. Uh, I know the Orioles took somebody this year. There was like 16 players total taken in that draft. The Ryan Flaherty was a Rule 5 draft, right? Yeah, and he had a good career. And and uh, let's see. Santander. Uh, Santander was. Uh, Nelson Quartz was a Rule 5 draft. So there's some good players out there. And, you know, some of the, sometimes those players are under the radar, but – You got to be adding to your team, not just in free agency, but you got to be looking at adding through trade, Uh, the Rule Five signing, minor league free agents, signing major league free agents, and you you, got to have a pretty good idea of what you like in each of those areas going in there.
2: Okay, so going into it, everyone has a wish list, obviously. Right. Say and and put yourselves in Orioles' position now, where you know they got money to spend. We don't know. They. (laughs) They got money whether they're gonna
1: spend it or not. It?
2: Exactly. They have a fresh team that's ready to make that next step. They got talent. Are they a year or two away? Who knows? What how how does a wish list work when you don't necessarily have the funds of other teams? Because again, <clears throat> playing in Baltimore, our market is not the same as New right. York in Boston right. and right. Chicago and LA. How does that work when like, like I want I want this player in? but I know this team will offer them 20 million more easily. Like, how does that, how does that, that work? Especially talking to ownership in that fashion?
1: Well, I think you got to know, uh, have a pretty good idea of what you have available. Uh, you know what the uh, timeline is for your team to be competitive, right? Cause your team's not going to be great or competitive every year, you know? And then you got to have an idea of uh, what the, what the market's going to do and, you know, what your fan base can support, uh, you know, the type of player that you can bring in there, um, you know, and you have to take all those things into account. Um, you know, w- when, when I was in Montreal, we didn't participate in the, in the free agent market other than uh, we looked around for the guys that had problems and we knew that we uh, could, you know, provide an oasis for them to resurrect their career. So we signed some really good players like Dennis Martinez, for example, right? El Presidente, Uh, he had uh, fallen into hard times. Uh, We signed Pasquale Perez. Uh, We signed Oil Can Boyd, right? You know, give me your tire, (laughs) give me your tire, you're poor. But those guys were all good major league pitchers, but they had uh, fallen on some tough times. And uh, Montreal was a good place to go back and to uh, rekindle the value of your career. So. You know I, I i just think you gotta you know know who you are uh you know know what your resources are and you know spend your time in that area of the market where you think you can add somebody to your team you know it doesn't you know uh when i was in uh, baltimore i said well you know we we don't have that much money this year we gotta let the uh, major market teams we gotta let all the sharks feed uh on the uh, big fish in the water and then you know we'll, we'll come around and you know we'll, we'll see who else is swimming there and uh, you know I mean that 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 works out uh, you know Adam what you're talking about the value uh you know you have to have an idea of what the player can do and what you're willing to pay right that's the value proposition right how, how much money we're going to pay this player what is that player going to contribute to my team And that's the value proposition that you have to look at to size up every player contract that you're going to sign, you know, for your team. Right. Bring bring it into your market. So all those things that all those things you got to take care of before you go to the winter meeting.
0: And Dan, I know you've worked for several ball clubs. I want to focus on the Orioles in terms of the leeway you had when it came to spending. Did you have to run everything by the Angelos family? Did they give you a budget that they had to approve? Or could you act on your own? And what's going on right now with the family, obviously, the infighting? I don't know how much you feel that's controlling the finances and what they can and can't do as well.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know too much about what's going on with the family now. The, the, uh, you know, the club obviously set out on a rebuild uh, towards the end of uh, my tenure there, and they're continuing the rebuild. And you know, the, the club looks like it's very competitive. The, um, you know, Every situation is different. Uh, You know, in in Boston, we went out and we built up a pipeline of players, right? We we didn't give away draft picks the first five years I was there because we wanted to bring in a bunch of young players. We were very aggressive on the international scouting market because we knew we could add a, a significant talent to our team by being active in the international scouting market. So like in Boston, uh, you know, we chose not to go into the free agent market a- in any kind of real meaningful way until we had actually built up the, uh, the, the, the player talent in the organization. After we did that for a few years, then we went out and we got after it in free agency. It, you know, with the Orioles, when I came in there, it was very clear that we had uh, a stable of good players, Adam, Matt Weeters uh, Chris Davis, um, JJ Hardy. I mean, we, 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 we had, we had some good players, uh, you know, particularly up the middle of the diamond and we needed a pitching staff. So when I got there, uh, you know, I said, look, we got to go out and get some pitching. So we went out, we signed some pitching and we identified some, you know, some play- players and pitchers that we thought, and you know, that, that was able to get the team turned around. So, um, but, you know, in Baltimore, we increased our major league payroll, I think, every year I was there until the last year uh, because the players did good. The fans came out and supported it. The revenues increased. And we were able to take that money back and, and reinvest, reinvest that in the team during that competitive window to, you know, to, to, to try to win the pennant. Unfortunately, we didn't quite. Uh, fulfill the goal. But, uh, you know, we had we had uh, five really good years there from 12 to 16. Um, You know, and and because the fans were they had this pent up demand for a winning team. um, You know that we we were able to uh, fill the ballpark, you know, Adam, uh, to his credit, showed great leadership there and not just on the field uh, by posting every day. But by being available and supporting in the community, the impact and, and, the, and living in the community and the impact that he had on, on the community in the inner city in Baltimore uh, was was legendary. But, you know, we we did a lot of things well, uh, but having the players involved in the team, having the team being good and then having the you know, fans connect with the players like they did with Adam and his group,
0: uh, you know, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. What about where the team is right now in terms – I mean, you're responsible for a lot of guys on the current roster. Uh, they came home from the winter meetings, really, with not much. They pick up a pitcher in Kyle Gibson. They decline Jordan Lyle's option. I guess save a million dollars there. What are they going to do in terms of uh, trying to formulate a pitching staff and be competitive from your perspective?
1: Well, they, they have a pretty good pitching staff, okay? Uh, they, 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 they're a much-improved ball club. And then when you get a load of those uh, two top draft picks there, D.L. Hall and Grayson Rodriguez this year, you, you, you're you going to see some serious, serious talent, okay? You, you look at the stuff that D.L. Hall has. He's got among the best stuff in the league in terms of the quality of his pitches. He's just going to have to throw it over the plate a little bit more consistently. And Grayson Rodriguez, he's the best pitching prospect. I think the Orioles have seen since Mike Musina. This kid's got it all. Uh, so if those guys can continue to develop uh, the the the, uh, the Orioles already have a pretty good ball club. Um, and you, you add a couple of those couple of talented guys like that to your staff, um, you know, you got a chance to do some serious damage. You know, the, the AL East is tough, but um, you know, the Orioles got a pretty good foundation there of young ball players. Uh, I mean, Cedric, look what Cedric Mullins did. I mean, he, the guy was 30 30. I don't think anybody's ever done that in the history of the club. Is it a coincidence
0: mm-hmm. you keep mentioning guys that you brought
1: in? <laughs> oh, oh, did, did, we come, did he come in? Uh, did I mention that we drafted Cedric Mullins twice before we signed him?
0: Uh, uh, oh, well, Grayson uh, <laughs> Rodriguez, DL Hall. I mean. <laughs> I just so I just want to make sure we got everyone in on the current roster.
1: Well, it'd be a lot easier if you did it, Jerry. You know, it would save. Well, me, I mentioned you know.
0: Castle and Hayes, and I mean, you know, obviously no, they're, they're, you're responsible they're, they're, for Trey Mancini, and congrats they're, they're, to Trey for winning it all.
1: Yeah, they're, they're, there's they're, there's some good ball players there. I'm glad to see the fans are reengaged, <clears> and you know that ball club should be pretty good for a, a period of time. We all,
2: right. all know when we all know when that stadium is filled, it's incredible, but. Dan, what's new with you? I mean, you, you you disappear off the map. You're somewhere in the Northeast, <laughs> just tucked away in the mountains and Adira- uh, somewhere in the Adirondacks. Yeah, I, I, what's I new with Cod? you?
1: I, I wanted yeah. to show you, hey, here's my man, Cole, okay?
2: <laughs> That's my guy right there. There,
1: there. There's my man, Cole. He's, he's, <laughs> he's friends with your boy. Um, but he's playing ball down in uh, – he plays for the Cape Fear Hurricanes down in, down in North Carolina. Awesome. Um, yeah, but I um, and Brody's doing good too. Brody's like that's my guy. And,
2: Please and, tell him I said hi.
1: Yeah, I, I will. Brody's uh, Brody's got a real uh, solid coach guy that was at UNC Wilmington. Man, he's making them lift weights and uh, they got mental skills drills, Jonesy, uh, <laughs> in the morning before school. Yeah, uh, but anyway, I remember when, uh, we,
2: when we brought in that mental skills coach.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the the that that didn't work out for you, but. No. But uh, the, the the overall uh, the, the overall work of the team and the organization was pretty good. Hey Dan, anyway, oh, um, go, what, ahead, go ahead. What am I doing? I'm doing consulting work. I got a couple of clients, um, couple in Major League Baseball. I did some work this year for the White Sox, and then also I got I got to show you this. We got this uh, substance called Chalkless, uh, which is a type of sand. And if you go to Twitter, it's at Chalkless Grip. And I represented them to uh, Major League Baseball. We did a study last year in the Arizona Fall League to help with the grip, uh, to enhance the grip on the on, on the baseball. And uh, I'm still working on that. That 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 shows a lot of promise to address the issue of you know the ball slipping out of the player the pitcher's hands, right? With all these hit batters, and you, you remember when. Um, Brian Mattis got busted for using uh, oh, suntan oh, lotion and rosin down in yeah. uh, Florida.
2: In Florida, oh, my yeah, it's like man. you know
1: everybody. Everybody in the league's using a foreign <laughs> substance. They bust our guy, uh, you know, for using suntan lotion uh, and, and rosin. And so, so anyway, um, Buck and I, we went to the, um, we went to the grievance hearing. And we brought some of the balls that they used in Japan that have a much better grip. Right. So mm-hmm. I mean, this is, a this is, uh, 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 an issue that's near and dear to my heart. Cause I, I think major league baseball needs to find an issue to it. And, uh, ch- at chocolate, I'm working with them. Uh, we, d- we did a study in double A this past year and we're going to try to do something again next year with the Atlantic league. Um, but th- that, that's the most interesting uh, client that I have. Um, uh, I, I did have some large institutional clients. I did some work for the uh, state of Maryland. Uh, we delivered some critical PPE that that they needed, uh, so that was a good project that was near and dear to awesome. my heart. Nice. And um, you see a lot of games in the Cape Cod League. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully I'll get another opportunity in baseball. You know, I mean, come on. These these kids, you, they cost a lot of money, right? Uh, I mean, oh, my this goodness. Guy, this, this, this guy, Cole, him and Brody, you ought to see those guys eat. Just the groceries <laughs> for the week. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, got, I, got, I got to keep working.
0: All right. Speaking of contracts, before we let you go, we're about to debate these long-term deals, which are still being given out. We just saw a couple of 11-year deals. To me, they never work out. I'm not going to bring up Chris Davis and beat a bad, story or you know beat a horse to death but uh your thoughts on these long-term deals which made is there going to be a ceiling at some point
1: well you know um baseball has has effectively um you know run very well with that uh it's not a salary cap but the luxury tax right and um you know the teams that operate at the high end of the market they wouldn't be paying out the money unless the money's not coming in right i mean the salaries are really a function of the revenues and if the salaries are going up that means that there's additional revenues coming into the coming into the sport you know where, wherever they're coming in from now uh guaranteeing these deals for a, a long long time uh under the basic agreement I, and the uh, luxury tax, I think teams are smoothing out the uh, impact on the luxury tax uh, on the luxury tax by paying these players over a long period of time so that the salaries don't impact them from year to year, right? So that they have the flexibility from year to year. Now, do the clubs expect the players to perform at that level over the entire term of the contract? I, I, I probably I seriously doubt that, right? I think that they, uh, do that to, like I said, uh, have the most uh, competitive team they can have year in and year out. But, uh, I, I, don't, um, you know, I, I, am not astounded by the amount of money. Uh, I, am astounded by the, the Mets willingness to pay the tax, frankly. Uh, but I mean, that's their business. They can, they can do whatever they want. Um, you know, uh, these other clubs that are out there being aggressive in the market you know that they, they must have figured out a way that they can have a competitive team and you know the the window for you to have a competitive team that's not all the time and that's not open for a long period of time so you got to assess you know when you're in a position to go and what 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 is it going to take for you to get there to get to the promised land to get the championship and then you know you, 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 you got to plan accordingly so uh, I, I think it's, you know, it, it, it's certainly good for the players. Certainly good for oh, the players, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. I mean, you know, re- revenue sharing is being doled <laughs> out to the players, I think. Uh,
0: no doubt uh, about were, that. Huh? No doubt about that, that the players are, are winning, as Charlie Sheen once said. Hey, Dan, do appreciate your time. Great to catch up with you. you got a great office you're working there with and a great background. And let's uh, uh, not be strange. I, I got
1: this great letter from my Earl Weaver, right?
0: Well, let's see that. Yeah, Earl Weaver sent me this letter. Only on YouTube can you see this, folks. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Earl Weaver sent me this letter when I got the job congratulating me. So that's, that's, that's one of my prize That's one of my prize things. Let's Any
2: cuss words in there because we can't zoom in? Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I was just starting. was a
1: big league cusser, though, wasn't he? Yeah. He took in, in many, many ways. <laughs> He can cuss with the best of
0: them. Dan, as always, we appreciate you taking your valuable time. Thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks great catching a catching up, Good man. Good
0: see you guys. All right. Say hi to your brother. family, Adam. Good
1: to catch up. Will do.
0: All right. Now, Adam, uh, I missed up on a follow-up there with this mental coach that you didn't like that he brought in. Can, can you give us the nutshell version no, of that?
2: Uh,
0: he was no, great, I mean, by the way. No, great.
2: because I think the story about him, like we, we wore him out. He was a very nice guy, but we wore him out. And then a case happened in the military at the time, and we like brought it to his attention. And we were just like, "What's going on?" And like, he he was he worked with the military also. And then
0: so you forced just, him to quit.
2: No, I didn't force him to quit at all by any stretch. No, um, I just had a lot of questions for him, and my questions were based <laughs> on um, just you no, know, because he worked with the military. My dad, and my brother, military. So sure. my questions were like, you know, what's going on with the military? Because it was stories coming out of. You know, multiple military people committing suicide at this time, and I'm like, "What's going on?" No, we. I mean, we had a great relationship, me and the guy, um, but I just had so many questions. Like, you know, and you know, we got into to to real depths, real depths.
0: Uh, too deep for me, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Well, it's been another wild MLB offseason, and it continues, and it will continue, except during the holidays, because no executive really wants to make a deal during Christmas or New Year's unless there's a deal they can't pass up. But over $2 billion already spent on free agency, which brings us to our debate time, our Jerry versus Jones debate. With that, we bring in the honorable all-rise for Judge Reggie Fugit.
3: All right, all right. Welcome. I'm
0: not Welcome. getting Who got, a Who got a
3: promotion? Who got a promotion? Hey, you know
2: what? Stop telling your business,
3: huh? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm promoted to to being the Honorable. Thanks, Jerry. Again, this is the Jerry vs. Jones debate. I am Reginald Fugit, your judge presiding. We got a great topic to discuss. Uh, We've seen some massive free agent deals signed in this recent offseason. But specifically, we will be debating um, baseball's love affair for the long-term deal. And if they ever work, do teams get the benefit of the player playing the contract out or do do the players get the benefit? Uh, We have Jerry arguing for the uh, players getting the benefit in terms of he does not agree with the long term deals. Not at all. And Adam will be taking Mm -hmm. the other side. Jerry, you were the winner last week. You are Mm -hmm. the first word. You got the first word. Go for it.
0: Shoot, Jared. All right, this caught my ire with the 11-year contract that the Padres foolishly gave to former Red Sox Xander Bogarts, uh, the free spending in San Diego. Just the latest example of bad long-term deals that will end up in disaster. Winston Churchill said infamously, those that fail to learn from history, and i got to read this because I don't remember the quote, are doomed to repeat it. And he is right because no Major League Baseball team seems to learn. It's always the same script, almost always. Typically, you sign... One of these guys, typically one of two things occur when the deal gets done. Eventually the player diminishes and the club either is forced to buy him out or have another team pay for his salary as they try and trade him or they just dump his salary altogether. The last five to six years of these deals are problematic. Most of the GMs, I don't know if it's them making the decision or the owner, but you know, you pay a couple of guys a boatload of money, the wrong guys. And it can cripple a franchise. And I'm not going to sit here and talk about the Orioles with Chris Davis. Uh, We did that with Dan Duquette, Miguel Cabrera. He's a prime example. This Bogarts deal. I don't even know what the heck they're doing in San Diego where they collect shortstops like I collect use change. Uh, Basically, they've now picked up three shortstops. They can only use one. They've overpaid Machado, Tatis. And now Bogart's. So it is ridiculous. The money, and at some point there's going to be a ceiling, but the Padres, I smell it. It's a smell of desperation for falling short One. Day. <clears throat> all right. All right, Adam, go for it. What do you got?
2: First off, shut the hell up on Machado. Let's just start with that. Don't ever bring that up again. Okay. Are you kidding me? The kids underpaid. Look at. Underpaid. And you're talking about shortstops. Buck always said, Draft shortstops. Why? Shortstops are the best player position, most athletic player on the team, generally. if you Your high school shortstop is probably the best player in your team. And what can For a you. shortstop do? Well, what did line. I do? What did I do? I went out to center and I became solid out there. What did uh, Sean Dunstan? And the list goes on. Generally, black dudes on the Latin State in the infield. Um, look at Gerald. It's all about marketing, 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 Gerald. You know what I mean? Uh, Eleven-year contract for Bogarts. That's a, that's a long-term deal. That's long. That's very, very long. And especially being 29-30. Uh, it's I mean, 41. 40. 41. 41.
0: Exactly. I'll do exactly. that for you.
2: Exactly. The reality of it is, is the Padres' window to win is three years, and it the window started at, but I, I mean, I think the window was twenty-twenty was this year. This was their first real window to dodgers i mean last year at 2021 i think they were solid 20 the the, um the COVID year i think they're solid no long-term deals are about four to five years of can we in this short term get this done especially when they're eight nine ten years mine was six okay look at i'm 25 you took me from you took me 20 26 to uh 33 30 to 33 that's fine when you, got sign up, when you sign a free agent to this long-term deal, that's saying, look, I'm building around you. I want to win now. Especially with, the, you got, <laughs> what do you do with Tatis? Long-term deals are marketing, solely marketing, and it's telling it's telling your fan base, look it, I'm an owner. I'm a billionaire. Seedler's legit, too. I met him in Philly, legit. He's telling these players, these fans, we have a window. I'm going after it. I don't care what you say. I'm going after it. It's not about the 11 years. Listen, no one looks at year 11. Nobody. The Miguel Cabrera, that's a perfect example. No one's looking at year eleven. But year one through five of that deal, everybody thought Detroit was gonna win it because the they money. built around it.
3: What are we saying?
2: And and it's not a waste of money because especially with these owners, you mean to tell me that little Caesar stopped selling pizza? No,
3: they're oh. not going so <laughs> they are. They got enough money, money, money to, they, to
2: they got enough pizza to sell to to buy Miguel Cabrera. It's not a waste of money. These owners make residual. I'm Gerald, I know you know what residual is. Then it's not a waste of money. Okay. To us so it, it is. is. To Cohen. Oh, Cohen's spending too much money. To you, he is. To him it's That's like a
0: way <laughs> to do There's a what did it resulted in? How many All right, Jerry, yeah, hey. you're on the clock, Jerry. No, okay. You go for it. All right, again, I mean Xander Bogart's eleven years, Trey Turner eleven years, Tatis, fourteen years. Julio Rodriguez, 13 years, okay? He's a rookie. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But yeah. I, mean, I, don't I don't get that contract. contract. Mike so. Trout, Mike Trout, we've talked yeah. about this in the past. He right. got that multi year deal. Albert Pujols, I mean, they give him away like candy out there in California and Los Angeles, right. Anaheim, whatever. Right. It doesn't result in titles. That's the bottom line. Aaron Judge hasn't won a world championship with the Yankees, and he just got overpaid. Yeah, I,
2: that, I I got no. I'm, I'm not against you on that. Hey, hey I will but say it's though, about marketing. Your
0: union, your union is excellent, and they beat 100%. the crap out of the owners every. Hundred percent.
2: Well, I mean, I don't think they beat the crap out of the owners. I think the owners are doing pretty pretty good themselves. In order to be able to pay such overpaid contracts as you think, players, it's about value. And when it comes to value, who's to say what it is? Look at the housing market it went from $1 million houses the same house that was a $1 million house that right now is 2.3 it, is it worth that hell no but people are paying it.
3: so we'll clarify it's for this what you pay for, for the rebuttal segment we'll we'll clarify and we'll let adam continue on this dovetail um the value part i thought that that was really interesting mm-hmm. so adam you were saying that it's about the 5 or 6 years of 11 year contract yes do, the first you five think six that the owners will will make the money back on the player in the first five or six years regardless of if they play or not or um and then I'll let you uh, get the last word um yeah. you know Jerry in terms of whether or not you think the owners are you know writing that off because they're only playing half of the long term deal. Okay Adam go for it.
2: I think they really do. Um in certain cases are different. Judge Judge fits that market. That's Judge's market. Judge is going to make probably the same amount of money off the field as he is on the field but when it comes to a Pujols, Pujols entered a market that's mike trout's market and he entered a big big contract he entered a three-time mvp so therefore his sales went just as well as everybody else but for the anaheim's window when they got him was the first three or four years like when i first came up anaheim was uh anaheim was winning the west and then they start to stink they started to get – they got a little bit better with Weavers Started to get – I mean, Weaver was, just, was a stud his whole time, but they started to get better. And then when they signed Poodles, it was like a sign that, okay, we want to win. They had C.J. Wilson. But the only thing, they just had Weaver and Wilson. After that, we know they never had the pitching. But <clears throat> these teams, they, they understand that, look, we have a short window to win, and especially a Padres team. If they don't win in the next three years, it's a fire sale. Let's just be honest with ourselves. It's a fire sale. They can't sustain that because – The second that they don't win and the Dodgers reclaim that and reclaim that and the Padres
3: go with another playoff
2: team, I know San Diego is my town, they're going to be like, damn,
3: deuces. So, all right, we got you, Adam. Jerry, fat, fast, final word all here. Right. And I'll, I'll just get say the this. Verdict.
0: it's a crazy ra- way to run a business. It really is, and I understand professional sports is not like any other business, so it's hard to make the analogies. But you're tossing money into the wind. Sign him for five or six dollars, overpay him for that span, and let it move on. You don't sign him for 11 years and have to pay the guy like they do Bobby Bonilla every July 1st. Those type of things are ridiculous and don't seem to occur <laughs> in any other sport. All right. One thanks, last guys. thing.
2: One last thing. One last thing, Reggie. Sorry. I'm sorry, Judge. I mean, hey, it's always one last thing. Where's Look the it. gavel? You never go to he ain't using it. You never you ever see uh, what was this what was this saying that people don't. Uh, like the business, the teacher at the business school, does he have a business? Mm-mm, he's just teaching. That's why he, how he teaches, own, oh, he now teaches how to no own teachers? a business. Go teach somebody that. No, I'm not. Hey, no teachers. I love teachers. Teachers are awesome. But a business school teacher generally doesn't own a
3: business. All right. Go
2: to the go to the billionaires. They know what the hell they're doing. They the don't spend money for verdict. no reason.
3: The judge has a verdict uh in this in this uh Jerry versus Jones debate. The verdict goes to Adam Jones. <laughs> what? And uh the reason is because, you know, it, it, there's a, clearly a market for it, if not they wouldn't be doing it. Again, a lot of unknowns obviously under the under the hood that we don't know about, but ultimately Adam takes the cake. All right, thank guys. You. Great guess, great debate. Guess, thank appreciate you. it.
2: But, they, I mean, we can keep going. We can keep going about long-term deals because there's good, the bad, and the ugly of long-term deals. All right, there's guys. really bad and ugly, ugly, but I get it.
0: Me. We're done here. <laughs> All right, time to talk a little bit about the Ravens. We've done an awful lot of talking about the baby birds. But our For the Birds segment, of course, brought to you by our friends at bemorearoundtown.com. Let's talk about the Ravens and how you feel about this team right now as they come off a big win last weekend as they continue their AFC North tour after beating Pittsburgh for the first time since 2019. It's on to Cleveland, but they're now using three different quarterbacks. Lamar's gonna be hurt for a little bit. We don't know about Tyler Huntley until game day or closer. And then you have Anthony Brown come in. I'm sure you had to look up his background, but they do get their running backs back In terms of J.K. Dobbins, his knee seems to be working fine. And Gus Edwards, and that's their bread and butter, A.J. So how do you feel about this team? They're running the ball and playing very solid defense.
2: And that is the Ravens recipe. The Ravens recipe has rarely been the quarterback play. You've just been spoiled by having a fantastic quarterback. And now your true strengths are being shown. Anthony Brown? You you know he is if you watch college. Football and undrafted guy first play gets in, he's in the trenches. That's football. That's but it, it, uh, I watched Quadrij Jamel's post game on uh, on TV, and he just was like, "That that's Ravens football." This I mean, just you just you scratch and claw, and the defense played great. Dobbins is back, good to have him back. And they I mean you they pounded the game, they pounded the ball, and they played the game they needed to play in order to beat them. Obviously, they couldn't throw the ball. Thirty times—that's just not the how it would have worked out for him But it worked out tremendously, pound on the ground. So, let your defense. You got a fantastic defense. I mean, it's so it's so fun watching Smith and, and Queen play together. Uh, they both just they they roam so they don't even who knows where they're gonna be at. And it's watching them play together. That that was a fantastic trade. So um, that defense just shows us the strength. Against um, not going against the greatest offense, but not diminishing anything. It's the NFL offense, and they play great. So. Hopefully you can get Lamar Jackson. We don't know the his status. We don't know Huntley's status going forward for the next week, but they're 6-1 in the last seven games, tippy cap. They're playing good football. Bengals are playing great football also, and they keep winning. So uh, hopefully uh, it's another week or two for, for Mr. Jackson and uh, he can get back on the field.
0: Nine and four headed in the right direction, right. and hopefully they'll have him back by the time they have to visit Cincinnati before that season's over. All right, somebody grab some Jack Daniels. It's time for Adam's weekly rant. It's titled Heckle D's. Adam, the holidays are here. Uh, I see the Christmas trees being sold over at our favorite gas station, Valley Exxon. Shout out Mike and Tim Reuter there at Joppa and Falls Road. But there's always something to rant about. And this week, it happens to be about being first instead of being correct.
2: Yeah, uh, it's the media. Um, media has some sort of, uh, just just love affair with being fetish love affair with being first. Denzel said, it's not about being right anymore. It's about being first. It's about clicks. Come on. In today's, in today's era, we have enough information to get things correct. Let's not just put out information for clicks. The bigger, the name, the bigger, the people, the bigger, the following, the more people are going to believe. That's why these big social media, uh, um, Accounts that have this misinformation. That's why they thrive, and people thrive on just listening to false information all day because these big people and they have these accounts. Let's just get things right. And let's okay. be John Heyman it's,
0: real quickly. Saying I mean, it's not R- necessarily John. him.
2: And I mean, I love yeah. John. I mean, John has made mistakes just like everybody else. Jerry, you ain't perfect. You act like you walk around perfect. You walk around. No, I delete
0: bastard. the tweet. I, anyway. I try to delete it as quickly <laughs> as possible.
2: But Heyman's followed by 700,000 people probably. So, it's as soon as he tweets it's followed and you know with a with a lot of people in just the media industry just especially with sports you have you have fan bases that will sometimes harm you for information and, and like if if it's wrong and for players and you know i'm in europe right now and i in i'm just Qatar right now so if certain certain things might happen and, and and be harmful for you on other sides of the world if you spread wrong information so especially with sports, you know, and the other stuff, that political stuff, that's a completely different ballpark. But it's about be just, just take your time, take your due diligence. You have the resources. You can call every GM, call every owner, call presidents of operations. They're in your phone. Their obligation is to speak with you. That just is what it is. It sucks. You always say, who leaked this? They leaked it. The team leaked it. That's how it works. They work together. But just get the damn information correct, okay? Because you don't want tweets and fan bases going nuts and wild just because – you said, "Oh, he's going here," but that deal's not even done. And trust me, I did it before too. Remember when I said Dexter Fowler's bringing his ass to Baltimore? Yeah. Remember when I'm I did that? that? Remember up. when I did that? You yeah, remember I'm when I did that? Insider. I did. I did. I was an. Ins- I thought I was an insider. I'm texting him, and his ass stayed in Chicago, which turned out being a lot better for him long term. Um, we won a championship and you know, got paid, uh, but it made me look like a jackass. So, just get it right. And uh, I didn't see me do anything ever since.
0: (laughs) Talk about arson and uh, things get fired up. Arson judge. All right. AJ's rant is always brought to you by Jack Daniels. Adam mentioned he's in Qatar. And I'll just say Jack Daniels has always made whiskey. If they have it their way, they'll always will. There's one thing Jack can't make more of. Those are moments. Those are on us to create. Let's make sure we're making the most of every moment we have. Make it count, Jack Daniels. Where's the J.D. bottle?
2: Hey, I ain't found one liquor store here. And I ain't Again. trying to go look for one and I ain't <laughs> trying to find one out of somebody's trunk and I ain't trying to go to jail. So right. you know what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good transition as we head beyond Baltimore. Adam continues his worldwide extravaganza where are you this week? Where have you been this past week? I know you're in Qatar right now without the Jack Man. Daniels, just for legal purposes. You, might, uh, you may sneak a sip in here or there. We're just not going to let anyone know where.
2: Yeah, uh, well, um, I was in uh, the Maldives uh, this whole the whole week, the family. What a play. Um, oh, yeah. We were, uh, and I took a couple of tennis lessons.
0: And, <laughs> Does that mean we're going to you know. finally play?
2: We'll wait. We'll, we'll we'll get it. We'll get out there next time I'm in Baltimore. We'll get out to Woodholm. I, I know wait. you want to go out to Woodhome. I know. Yeah. No, you no, know. or suburban. Yeah. one of one, yeah. one of the country clubs. Um, yeah. But no, we need to get out there. And uh, but no, I'm just I'm just learning, and I like paddle a little bit more because I can't move like I used to. But uh, it was it was fantastic. It was it was really good. I sweated my ass off. It was you know nice, just really good, good lather to move and get the heart rate going up. But no, fan- it was fantastic. I think maybe doubles might be in my future. Singles a little hard. Do. Yeah. yeah, doubles might be a little might be in, in, in my future. Um, but now I'm in Qatar. Um, obviously you see
0: I'm here for the World Cup and Don't forget uh, don't I'm forget in, to bring home a hat from England for the big balls, I, all right? I will.
2: I will. Um be attending the, the attending the semifinals. Um I got my tickets. Uh I'm extremely happy. And That's you awesome. know, I'm just uh just trying to see everything and it is bucket list things and You know, I'm on this side of the world, so might as well come see it and uh, uh, try to eat as much um, Middle Eastern food as I can because I absolutely love it. So I'm just going to have a fantastic time out here, explore it, uh, meet the people and just, you know, overall have a a good time. And this is what life's about. This is what I sacrificed my body for. And I golfed out here, Education City Golf Club shot 85. I'm going to play again and see if I can beat that and An 85
0: uh, did anyone keep I'm score just, besides you
2: I kept my score the guys with me kept my score it was a okay. real score um and verify. you know hey we can verify we can come out and play with me Gerald and I don't uh play you both. know hey
0: I don't play oh, I do play, play one run, of the run, country
1: run. club sports Oh yeah
2: so, hey man play multiple sports they offer a lot of things okay just don't go play tennis and then go have a bunch of uh Gin and tonics. Okay, Jerry?
0: Okay. I don't Jack.
2: Or, or Jack.
0: Jack Daniels after I play. According to you. Duh. All right. <laughs> hey, you'll tell us more about guitar next week. Can't wait to hear about it. If you guys are enjoying this yeah. podcast as much as we're doing it, make sure to check out the Baltimore banner. They're covering the Ravens, Terps, and Orioles, along with all the Baltimore news across the region. Check out our special for our Adam Jones podcast, Six Months unlimited digital access for just one dollar just visit the baltimorebanner.com slash aj all right time now to salute our baltimore banner varsity sports network athlete of the week it's Amori porter from Glen Burnie girls basketball during a battle between two anne arundel county teams ranked in the top 10 of the baltimore banner varsity sports network girls basketball top 15 Porter, all she did is score 24 to lead number six, Glenn Burney, to win against number eight, Old Mill, in the Anne Arundel County League opener for both teams. Basketball is underway. Porter, a guard who will next play her collegiate ball at Cal State Fullerton, Yes. started with 30 points. So congratulations yes. to Amori Porter from Glen Burney Girls Basketball, Adam.
2: Oh, I'm so happy. Well, first off, congratulations on all the accolades. But I'm so happy. I always tell people they need to go as far as they can away from home when they go to college. And she's going to Fullerton. She's going to yeah. a very nice college town. But there's a Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in Long Beach, not too far away. <laughs> San Diego's close. San is close. L.A., if you want to be promiscuous, is close. Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy that she is going west. She's going to experience weather. She's not going to want to go back. <laughs> this is a win. This is a win. This is a win. I can, I'm so happy that uh, – uh, Uh, East Coast person is going a Marylander is going to my home state California. I'll be an hour south in Rancho Santa Fe. I'm just so happy! Congratulations on the accolades on the court, but I'm I'm happy for the lifestyle change that you're about to experience.
0: Way to go! Don't get
2: in the skateboard, no. Leave those skateboarders alone.
0: all right now we'll deliver our final segment it's called socially speaking this is where we answer a tweet or a social media post whether it be instagram facebook or twitter and that's where you can find us at adam jones pod on all three again at adam jones pod we also have an email address for you that may be socially media challenge adam jones pod at gmail.com all right this is from uh at Doug underscore Gesselman on our soccer last week with uh, Trevor. Mm-hmm. After watching the World Cup, guys, I'd like to see less calls. Let them play. Only a call, a few penalties, a game. Maybe allow coaches to throw a flag for penalty review, but something to keep the tempo higher and less interruption. Agree or disagree? Uh,
2: I mean, everybody would like to see something. I'd like to see world peace. I'd like to see a lot, of, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things I'd like to see. I mean, everybody would like to see something. Sit your ass down and have a beer. I'd like to see you have two more. Um, I mean, I I think the games have been great Um, being here in in Qatar and and talking to people the last uh, few days. It's been great. If their temperament, they've just said that this has been just the greatest event. Uh, The games have been crazy. They've obviously uh, designated certain areas for um, for consumption of alcohol. Obviously, you can't they want to still be respectful to to their to their religion, which I highly respect. Um, but it's been fantastic. If that's what you're complaining about, come on, man, shut, shut up. I, I, that's the part. Just, people complain about this. like. That, come on, you you complain about that. The game's been great. And, 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 to be honest with you, I think the greatest parts about all the games have about the majority, especially the teams now, have been the extra time. So yeah. while you're complaining that oh, well, they're sitting there boohooing. The, the greatest goals of the World Cup have been scored with 15, 20 seconds left yeah. in additional time. Like, come on, man! What? It's not, now you complain you complain about baseball being three over three hours. Now you're complaining about the World Cup
0: having twelve extra minutes. <sighs> All right, again on social <sighs> media is where you can reach us at Adam Jones Pod. As always, we want to thank our loyal sponsors, Jack Daniels. There's lots of ways to make whiskey. There's only one way to make Jack Daniels. Make it count. Please drink responsibly, Jack Daniels. By Be More Around Town, they've got the ultimate all-inclusive pregame purple tailgate experience before every home and away game. That includes Cleveland. That includes Pittsburgh. Head to BeMoreAroundTown.com. By the good folks at the Wyman Group, always appreciate their support. G-Leaf Medical Cannabis, head to GLeaf.com medical cannabis for qualified Maryland patients only and the Baltimore banner a reminder, visit the Baltimore banner.com AJ Get six months unlimited digital access for just a buck. We've got to thank our senior executive producer. He turned 78 this week, Chip Franklin. Thank you for putting this episode together. Go out, be safe, be kind, be real, and we'll see you next week.